Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 159 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 49 through 53, where we are actually watching Running Through a Hallway Simulator. Smiles can mean many things, and electric swords cannot be blocked. Well, yeah, they can do those things, but we're not only going to be watching uh, the speed run of who can run through the hallway faster than the other people through the hallway, but we're also going to watch the episodes that we've already watched the show, which is, I I think that's going to be the other name that we put on Naruto Shippuden. It's just, uh, just sometimes you're just gonna watch episodes you've already seen inside of a single episode, taking up the rest of the episode. Anyways, let's jump into the episodes. Episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is more of the Naruto did in five what it could have done in two or three. And uh, potentially even more egregious here because of the use of not even flashbacks. Uh, The fact that they did a tease skip forward that was 10 minutes long at the start of the series to what happens in this episode. Mm -hmm. And this is just a dragged out version of that makes it a little bit tough. They also include a lot of flashbacks to the original Naruto, which I didn't mind as much. They were maybe a little indulgent, but they were... Um, they were they were appropriate flashbacks and they helped to sell sort of the emotional stakes of what's going on here, uh, which I thought worked well and also highlighted how much better the baseline animation is in Shippuden than it was in original Naruto, especially mm-hmm. when they flash back to like the very first season of original Naruto. And you're like, oh, man, we've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get started with that uh, in in anime news world. uh I um, am am completely caught up with the manga version of Demon Slayer, and uh, I'm here to tell everybody that the manga is great if you want to read all of it. But uh, I also sincerely think that it is a manga version that the anime adaptation is completely, completely uh, something that you should watch. And also is something that um, for certain I will be watching when the new seasons of it begin to roll. Uh, Okay, so are you so this is a debate that comes up a lot. Obviously, is the book better than the movie and the manga and anime community? Is the manga better than the anime? And I would say usually the book is better. Usually the anime or usually the manga is better. Um. We've, we've talked about that actually a lot in relation to Naruto, where the manga tells the same story, which is a good story, but without all of the time wasting that the anime is sort of forced to do by the uh, the format that is the anime that, you know, the, just storytelling in manga is different than storytelling in anime and the two uh, don't always work in in concert. So what I'm hearing from you is not that you're saying that the anime is better, but that you're saying that the anime is an additive experience in the way that it, it it makes experiencing the manga 
a great thing, but also experiencing the anime its own thing rather than a better or worse thing. Is that, am I understanding? You yeah, it is a, it is a completely different experience. And I think this speaks to how good the animation quality is in the show Demon Slayer. Um, and we've mentioned this a couple of times going over, you know, what, what we think about Demon Slayer as a show. Um, but the animation style, especially of the fight, artwork is just astounding and the reason that the reason that the show really has legs and one of the reasons why so many people are so interested in the show um is that the 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 story is told a lot of time times with the fight sequences and inside of those fight sequences there is like um I don't know if this is true with all shonen anime, um, but there's a lot of shonen anime where in the middle of the fights, um, the the fighting itself is going to harken back to moments that other people have had before their fights, or it's going to remind them as for, of something of their past to give them some sort of new clarity that only this, mm. this battle moment is going to give them that clarity on. Well, Demon Slayer does a really, a really amazing thing. And I'm going to give you a small spoiler. So very small spoiler warning. Um, so spoiler. Um, but, um, Demon Slayer does this thing when the demons are destroyed and before they are completely disintegrated, they will have flashbacks to their lives, uh, their life beforehand, and they will uh, reflect on like what it is to be human before they are completely gone. And it's it it creates just a a very beautiful breakdown and moment um and the show as it gets into more and more powerful demons these become more, more and more poignant moments um where mm. the demon is trying to basically will itself to live through a fatal blow um and uh they are basically coming back to their humanity to accept their death and it is just it's just a really beautiful way that they do it. Um, and at the end of the first season, I believe um, we get our first glimpse at like a super, super powerful demon that is going through this. And it just, it, the way that it is done, just it's, it's, it'll blow you away. It's, it's one of the most watched anime fights that I've seen on like fight compilations. Um, just because of like how beautifully it's drawn and that there's also like a huge, huge moment, um, where the main character, it, it does like a, like a tag team with his sister. Um, and, uh, they, they have like this amazing fight sequence that happens. And then even even that is not uh, enough to like overcome the 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 battle that he is inside of and we get our first glimpse at like the super super powerful next level that he could become of demon slayer it's just hmm. there's just like a a whole bunch of 
amazing things that are inside of it. Um, I, I mentioned it to somebody inside of our Discord when I was talking about it, where I was just like, I didn't realize that uh, that Demon Slayer was going to give me a bleach moment inside of it, where like we got to experience like the the captain level of Demon Slayer um, inside of this world. And when I got to watch them the first time, I just wanted to see all of their powers. And the manga does not disappoint. It shows you a good fight for every single one of the super powerful Demon Slayers, um, which is just like super, super giant high five to to this manga. And I cannot wait to watch the anime version of it. This is also, it's an interesting series because it has become wildly popular. Like it, it actually beat out one piece for sales some of the times, which is functionally unheard of since one piece's popularity picked up like 20 years ago. So it it has been a huge mega hit on a scale that is unprecedented in the modern anime and manga world. And uh, another interesting thing is that it's finished. The manga is done uh, and the anime is ongoing. So there may never have been a better time to become a Demon Slayer fan if you haven't already. Because if you have, you know, if you're if you're on the Viz Media Shonen Jump app or site, you can read the whole thing from start to finish. And if you're an anime watcher, you can get in on the hype while more episodes are coming. And... Um, I don't know. That seems like a good place to be because so many of these long running shonen series, they, they run forever. And this one ran for a good number of years, but is now finished. And so you've got a huge chunk to, to take a bite out of and chew on for a while. If you are, or want to be a manga reader. And if you are the kind of person who wants to gobble it all up or know what happens or whatever. Uh, and if you're somebody who wants to just sort of get in on the craze, you can also sort of be in the middle of it because the anime is still coming out. Yeah, it's it's really wild to have like an experience like this. And it's it's really exciting to like go through something all the way to the very end and then be just so, so ex- extremely excited for the animated version of it. Um, Bleach yeah. is going to be doing that as well with the new season that's coming out. And I, I still see that it is slated for winter of this year. So I, I, I cannot wait. Um, but I, I also am like tentative um, with, you know, my excitement just because like, yeah, I, I feel like, I, I feel like they may have just not updated that they have been slated back. And I'm just kind of like, okay, please don't let me down. And also don't rush it, please, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that they would have like forgotten to update it necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised if they updated it later with, you know, additional information. Um, because, you know, COVID threw a lot of things off and, I would assume this is a fairly large project. So uh, who's to say how much it was affected by that and if that will have an effect on the uh, ultimate release date? Yeah. Uh, Well, we have some show news here, which is that we are almost done covering Kill la Kill. If you are listening along to the Kill la Kill episodes, you know this because we mentioned it last time. If you are not uh, of note, Kill la Kill was last Uh, Well, not last week's episode, because we did a a week of re-releases, but it was the last new episode we put out two weeks ago. 
uh, unless we have some life stuff come up that prevents us from being on our regularly scheduled program. The last Kill a Kill episode will come out before the end of this month, June. Happy Pride, everybody. Uh, so if you want to get in on the voting system, reminder, we will be putting out a poll soon, probably probably around the time of the last Kill a Kill episode. It may be before, maybe after. Do you have any thoughts on that, Spencer? Probably going to be when the new Kill a Kill episode is going to be coming out, just so that you have okay. basically so, like an entire month to to go through it. Yeah. So if you are interested, uh, if you're not a Kill a Kill listener, but you have a show that you would listen to, let us know what that show is. Um, if you are a Kill a Kill listener, uh, you'll you'll already have known that it's time to get in your submissions. But whatever show you want us to cover that we have not covered before, uh, let us know. That does mean that you can suggest shows that we have reviewed on our weekly jump episodes. We haven't gotten one of those yet that we've done a review on and then returned to as a a Friday pod coverage. But if one of those tickles your fancy, let us know and we will put that on the the list of things Uh, we will pull. We will put together a poll that will include one thing that I suggest, one thing that Spencer suggests, one suggestion that came from patrons only and one suggestion pulled from all of the listener suggestions we get. Uh, So you have more power here if you're a patron. You will also have more power in voting. You get two votes to everybody else's one. So uh, if you want to suggest a show, let us know sooner rather than later. Again, that'll be the last week of June when we put up the last episode of Kill la Kill, and we will have the poll ready to go by then. So get it to us in the next week or so uh, to to make sure that it gets on the the poll list. And then... um, then it'll be time to vote and you'll have a couple of weeks to vote and the new show will come out. Yeah. Uh, so get excited. Let us know what you want to see. And, and full transparency here. Uh, both Blake and I are probably going to be putting our thumb on the scale to try to get outlaw star on, on uh, the show as much mm. as possible. It's time. It's just, it's, it's so, it's so time. I'm just but like, I, I want to Star was on one of the previous uh, polls right, and it lost to Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, which isn't surprising, yeah, because Brotherhood is generally more popular. But uh, you know, there's nothing that says something that's been on a poll before that we have not covered can't be there again. There's nothing that says weekly jump shows that we have talked about the first few episodes cannot come back for a deeper dive. Um, so whatever, anything that we have not already covered on the Friday Friday pods is fair game. Yeah. So get in your suggestions, whatever you want. As long as we can find it legally streaming in the United States, we will. It, it's a, up for debate. Cool. Uh, so without further ado, uh, let's get into the recap of these episodes that are recap episodes. So Naruto is a series focusing on a kid named Naruto. At the beginning of the series, he is an orphaned outcast in his own society And uh, he finds his place and sort of makes a found family for himself through the process of becoming a ninja in training. This anime centers on ninjas, and of course that's anime ninjas, so they breathe fire and do wild cool shit like that. And uh, they live in a village called the Village Hidden in the Leaves. It is one of several hidden villages, and each village has various 
uh, diplomatic and military connections, both positive and negative, with the other ninja villages, which causes lots of ninja conflict. Naruto, uh, as a ninja in training, starts off as kind of a fuck-up, but he has an ace up his sleeve, something that he's not really aware of at the beginning of the series, but has come to be more familiar with recently, which is that there is a giant fox demon that is trapped inside of his body. It is a nine-tailed fox. It got sucked in there when he was a baby because it was going on a rampage and was going to blow up the whole village. And instead of that, they figured out they could trap it in a human and put it in him. That led to his ostracization. And uh, now he has figured out how to work with the demon chakra that's inside of him, chakra being the energy system in this universe. And he's become a much more proficient ninja. We are now in Naruto Shippuden, which is a time skip from the original Naruto series. It is not does not change the title in the manga, so if you're reading along, it's just going to be Naruto. In the show, it's called Naruto Shippuden. Naruto had a teammate named Sakura when he was growing up. She is a girl that didn't have a lot going on for her in the original series. Since then, she has become a medical ninja expert and has also become super strong, cool girl. And uh, she is currently teamed up with him again. They have a new... Uh, a new uh, captain leader on their team a guy named Yamato we don't know a ton about him but he has a special unique jutsu that allows him to grow uh wood and trees and stuff like that and utilize that in his fights they also have a mysterious final teammate on their team a guy named Sai who we have learned comes from a black ops division of a black ops team it's sort of a uh an underground schism of the black ops team for the village hidden in the leaves and uh, it is run by a sort of shadow ruler, a guy named Donzo, who seems like a bad actor who doesn't necessarily want to do villainous things to the Leaf Village, but does oppose our heroes, who are some of whom are in charge of the Leaf Village and uh, wants to take it in a different direction and maybe working at odds with them. Sai, specifically in this instance, is potentially teaming up with the villains. Those villains for this arc are a guy named Orochimaru, who has a real snake thing going for himself and is hard to kill. Uh, he has an underling named Kabuto, who uses his medical ninja expertise to cut you up good. And uh, they also are teamed up with a guy named Sasuke. Sasuke used to be Naruto and Sakura's teammate when they were kids. At the end of the original Naruto, before the time skip, Sasuke uh, excommunicated himself from the village in order to seek out Orochimaru to gain greater power. Because Sasuke has a chip on his shoulder for his older brother, a guy named Itachi. Itachi murdered everybody in his family except him when they were younger. And Sasuke wants to get revenge on him for that, which is relatively understandable. But because of that, Sasuke has turned to the baddies to get stronger. And Naruto and Sakura are bound to determine to get him back to the good village so that, uh, you know, he's not on the baddies team anymore. Uh, at the end of last uh, of our last coverage, they were actually in Orochimaru's hideout looking for Sasuke. Instead, they discovered Sai and learned that he was trying to form an uh, illicit alliance between Orochimaru and Danzo to create a sort of shadow line of communication, presumably so that Orochimaru could gain greater access to the Leaf Village to destroy it, and that upon that destruction, Danzo would be able to rise up as the new leader and remake the village in the way that he wants it to go. Uh, that's not great, so they've tied Sai up, and they are back outside the uh, the hideout preparing to re-infiltrate now that the problem of Sai has been solved, or has it, 
episode 49. Okay, so episode 49 is called Something Important. Um, and if you're wondering, like, how important is it? It's uh, it's it's not super important. Um, yeah, I don't know what the something yeah, is. Yeah, I, I, I don't it. know what the something is. Uh, it doesn't tell us what the something is. I, I guess the something... Well, it's important. We know that. I guess the something important is that uh, they are going to tie up Sai. They're trying to get information out of him. And then Kabuto is going to come in and... Uh, get into number one a a fist fight with everybody um where he is completely taking them uh and beating the crap out of them until hornets um and the yeah what the hell (laughs) randomly there are hornets kabuto is probably allergic because he reacts real big to the hornets (laughs) yeah and then he thinks to this is Naruto. One of my favorite things, and also something that I think is goofy about Naruto, is that it uses extended, uh, subtle with air quotes around the word subtle nature metaphors in a lot of its conflicts. And here there are hornets, and Kabuto is like, ah, luck is not on my side because hornets. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how luck works. Hornets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't you know about luck hornets? Lornets? <laughs> um I don't know, man. I I've just I I thought that moment was just so silly and then it it leads to them getting the upper hand and taking Kabuto hostage. Um and then um oh, yeah. That, his will to fight really is sapped by the presence of hornets, which he also like kills all the hornets. So uh, I was like, man, he seems real vulnerable while he's striking at these hornets. Maybe the hero should take advantage of that. And they do not. Yeah. I, I, I sort of wonder if, like, maybe maybe it's, like, the backstory to it is that Kabuto actually, like, has a... He has an allergy and just forgot to bring his EpiPen. Um, or it has EpiPen. How is he it? Reacts. How is it said? <laughs> <laughs> he's just so... His reaction is huge to the hornets. And he's literally... He is literally in the middle of a fight in which he is holding his own against three other ninja. But any slip could turn against him because these are these are strong ninja and they are working together. So he's really got to be on his A game. And as soon as the hornets turn up, he turns all of his attention to the hornets. Mm-hmm. Something is, is big. He's definitely allergic. So anyway, Kabuto gets rid of the hornets while the heroes just sort of calmly wait, I guess. And then he he steals the tied up sigh. Because Sai, who was previously on the team of the heroes, has revealed that he wants to be on the team with the villains and that that was his secret mission and that he was never really working with them. And he's going to free Sai. Sai was tied up. Now Sai is no longer tied up. While he's doing this, the heroes are going to talk mad shit about how they are here to rescue Sasuke and that is their big deal. And... Kabuto is like, you're not going to find him because here's the thing. Down there, it's a maze. Number two, Sasuke's room is in a part of the lair that even I haven't been to. So I don't need, I couldn't even tell you where he is. Uh, like he's down there, but I cannot tell you where because I don't know which part of the maze he's in. Number three, Orochimaru is down there and he is bad news bears. And if you run into him first, he will kill you. And he's probably going to figure out that you're looting around in there unless you get real lucky. And uh, number four, and this is the most important one, Sasuke, even if you do find him, is not going to go with you because people change. And Sai hears that and is like, if people change, maybe I'm people and I could change too. <laughs> maybe I'm people. Um, and 
So Sai's going to help them take over, and uh, Kabuto is going to be taken uh, hostage. And that takes us into episode 50, The Picture Books Story. Um, What a story it is. (laughs) This episode is mostly just running around uh, Naruto. This episode is running through a hallway simulator. That's it. Naruto pushed himself too hard, and he collapses, and then he wakes up, and then Sai is talking about his memories and how he has more memories, and it's going to make him smile. And uh, there's going to be a a quick Orochimaru... um, I I hesitate to say that it's going to be like a good fight. Instead, it's more like Orochimaru makes a cameo. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's not it, it's not not a fight. It is technically a fight, but it is not what you think of when you think of anime fight, which is you know some sort of big confrontation that you can like look up and say like from this part to this part, these characters are fighting each other, and it's dope. Really, Orochimaru shows up and has conflict with them. And they probably would fight, except a couple things happen. So Naruto is like, Sai, this is Orochimaru. He is bad news. We must find Sasuke. You go do that, and I will hold off Orochimaru. Which I was like, on the one hand, you just passed out because you're injured and you pushed yourself too hard. But on the other hand, you are the reason that Orochimaru is also injured. So maybe that's fair. And then, uh, so Naruto and Sai split up into one group, and then Yamato and Sakura split up into another so they could more effectively search the hideout in teams. And uh, Yamato was like, if you guys get into trouble, you know, raise your chakra. I will sense it. I will come to you. And that is what happens. Yamato and Sakura appear. And now Orochimaru is in a three-on-one situation. And he's like, ah, fuck this. I know where Sasuke is. I'll go and kill Sai instead. And, and, uh, you know, we'll escape. And all this will have been for nothing. And he leaves and is not seen from again for some time. What he said was going to happen does not for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are going to go find Sai, who is trying to find Sasuke. But instead, they find Sai's book. Yeah. Book, book, book. All about the book. <laughs> it's a book, book, yeah. book. <laughs> Specifically, Sai has a bingo book, which, okay, here's the thing. We've seen and heard the term bingo book a few times in Naruto. Up until this point, every time it has been mentioned... It has been in relation to basically a wiki on all of the ninja that we know, what they do, what they're strong against, how they might be beaten, that kind of thing. This is also called a bingo bingo book, but instead of being a ninja wiki, it is an assassination journal. And it turns out that (laughs) so they open it up and Yamato's like, oh, this is a bingo book. A bingo book is something used by ninja assassins to keep track of their marks. And nobody comments on the fact that the word bing- the phrase bingo book has been used for something that is very much not that before, and that annoyed me. But they move past it, and they're like, look at all these ninja. And Sakura is like, why are there X's on their faces? <laughs> and I'm like, why indeed, Sakura? Why would a book of assassination targets have X's on their faces? And then Sakura's hmm, like... Who can Sakura's tell? Sakura's like... Uh, does it mean hugs? And we're like, no. (laughs) And she's like, does it mean kisses? And we're like, no. (laughs) One more guess, Sakura. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just, they do this thing. And this is something that happens in in anime a lot. Uh, And I, I don't know... I've been learning some Japanese on Duolingo, so I know a little bit more about the language and the way it works and the way that that 
sometimes leads to funny things in translations. Like one of the things I've always thought is kind of goofy about anime is that characters will also often say that person, or I have to use that. And they will be sort of melodramatically vague. And on the one hand, it's definitely intentional because it hides what the thing is they're talking about and allows it to feel more like a mystery that then allows them to feel like they give you a reveal. And that's a fun narrative trick that is relatively inoffensive, but that shows up in anime a lot in a way that's kind of silly. But it also seems, if I'm extrapolating correctly, to stem from the fact that Japanese isn't a language that has as many sort of uh, gendered indicators as we do in our language or as like other romance languages might have, which we have, we have a lot, but uh, things like French have a ton because like the word, each word itself has a gender. And so you, you change, like if I'm saying the flower is, you can tell by the way that I say the word is what gender flowers are. And Japanese seems to be kind of the opposite, where you add genders in in different ways. And again, I'm just learning it and on Duolingo, so apologies if I'm super wrong. Please let me know because I'm interested. But like, this is kind of the same thing where you see anime characters repeat shit a lot. The phrase, in other words, is an extremely common phrase in anime. And they will just, as you do when you say, in other words, restate the premise and... They are doing that at every fucking piece of information for this book. And you're just like, it's not that complicated, you guys. It's an assassin book. He's assassinated these people. Sasuke's at the end. There's no X on Sasuke's face. Two plus two equals. Like, figure it out, you guys. We don't need to spend five (laughs) minutes looking at this fucking book and saying the same question in different orders. Yeah. And also, like, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, he's an assassin. Oh, he's an assassin. (laughs) And then one person, like, turns around and he's just like, oh, he's an assassin also. And I'm just like, we know. Like, They're like, he's an assassin. And the next one's like, he kills people that he's been hired to kill. <laughs> and the next one is like, I wonder if these people have been killed by him, an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yes, that's what Ooh. an assassin is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Put it together, you guys. This is a time-sensitive mission. <laughs> so anyway, I, I think that the end of episode 50 leads to an ominous moment when Sai has found Sasuke and is using his powers to maybe be about to deliver a lethal blow to Sasuke. And then that takes us into episode 51. Yeah. Episode 51 is reunion um, where uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this episode is the episode where the least amount of new content is created. Instead, we get yeah. to watch the most amount of uh, season one of Naruto content. Um, where- yeah, this is this is the episode where the scenes that we saw at the beginning of the show are and they just replay them again. But I think more like I think they I think they actually did a short version of this at the start of season one. And now they're like, well. We have time to fill, so here we go. Yeah. And uh, there's also going to be, I, I think the only really cool thing that's going to happen in like these next couple of episodes, um, the the next, I, I, I swear, like they kind of run together from this point forward for me. Um, yeah, the, I, these next two specifically. Yeah. So the next episode um, is going to be called uh, episode 52, the power of the, of, of Uchiha. And then the last one is just called title. Um, 
And so uh, that one you can you can see that they they worked real hard on the title of. Um, no, it actually means something really nice, but uh, <laughs> it is ridiculous looking. So when you look at side, it inside of Crunchyroll, I was just like, did somebody fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like seeing like insert title here in brackets. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So Sai finds Sasuke and looks like he's about to kill him, but he's actually going to reveal that he, his heart has been changed and moved by Naruto. And I like this just to re- just to reiterate what we've seen is that through this arc, Sai was a mysterious character that nobody really knew. And what we, the viewers, know is that his real name is not Sai. He does not seem to have a real name and was simply assigned it by Danzo, who is very clearly trying to work some sort of secret objective. And Sai is a mysterious character who seems like he maybe can't be trusted if for no other reason than he just doesn't get how humans work. And then it turns out that he can't be trusted because he's trying to form an alliance with the baddies. But then they capture him and he turns back to their team because people can change. But then they find the assassination book that confounds all of them that shows that maybe all of him changing back to the good guys was actually just a trick for him to pull off his true objective, which was not to form an alliance with the baddies, but to get close enough to Sasuke to kill him. And I think this is a really fun back and forth because I enjoy a story where you aren't completely sure where the loyalties of a character lie and where there may be a double cross or reveal. That is a really exciting place. And I think they do it well enough here. Um, It's probably better in the manga because they don't have to waste so much time, but um, it it works pretty well for me. So anyway, in 51, you find out that ultimately Sai's mission was to kill Sasuke and that the Alliance was a ruse to get him close enough but that he his heart has been changed by how earnest Naruto is about his friendship with Sasuke meaning a lot and about how much he wants to save him, that Sai wants to figure out all of this people mean something to other people business. And, uh, and so he is going to actually try and save Sasuke in uh, helping Naruto bring him back to the village instead of killing him, which is what his actual mission is. And uh, Sasuke reacts to that by exploding the room that they're in. <laughs> Yeah, um, he's just like, okay, I I know that you're really interested in all this kind of stuff and all, but uh, um, I'm just going to throw an explosion in the room real quick. Um, yeah. and he so- almost certainly could have just quietly killed Sai right then and there, but he instead he's going to blow up the base where he lives. <laughs> yeah, um, and that leads to uh, probably the most... Um, the most like Sakura moment of all time <laughs> where she's just like Sasuke kun <laughs> yeah they are uh, one of the things that you have to come to expect and understand is that Naruto and really pretty much all anime and a lot of other media too it's soap opera And everything is super heightened, and that's one of the things that makes it great. And if you're in denial about that, that's fine. We'll see you on the other side, because it's okay to be melodramatic if it Mm -hmm. works. And it works here, but God, is it melodramatic. Yeah, it's it's incredibly melodramatic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it leads to uh, a couple of things that are going to happen inside of these fight sequences. Um, uh, I say fight sequences, but really it's just a... a complete beatdown uh, from yeah. just Sasuke just killing, uh, almost it's, killing. It's more, it, it's definitely more of a fight than the Orochimaru confrontation from earlier. 
but uh, not from earlier in our coverage, but from earlier in today's episode. The one before this is much more of a fight than this. This is we talk a lot about how there are some fights in shonen anime whose purpose is to show you how strong a character has become and not how challenging the fight is. And this is one of those. But the character that's gotten stronger is Sasuke, who is currently an antagonist to our heroes. And so he becomes much stronger without there being much of a fight, because if there was much of a fight, we would have to do more justification for why Sasuke doesn't just kill them right now. And uh, and so it's a little bit more of a display of powers than a proper fight, although I would still categorize this more as a fight yeah. than not. So... A couple of quick things uh, about this. Yamato, number one, is going to be uh, pinned with a stab to his chest. Um, Naruto is going to be uh, completely knocked down, and uh, the only thing that is going to start to bring him back up is him starting to release the fox chakra inside of him. Um, But Sasuke then appears inside of his, like, trance state and he's just like oh this is what's in you stop and he like explodes the fox like a big balloon um yeah this moment is huge actually because i remember watching this for the first time and just being like oh the rules are not what i thought they were because the sharingan specifically which is sasuke's special eye jutsu that he inherited uh, g- genetically not something that can be taught uh, allows him to do crazy mind invasion things and up before this you feel like Naruto's fox demon chakra is a bit of a trump card that makes him semi unkillable and sort of allows him to win otherwise unwinnable fights and you get the sense from what Sasuke's done in this fight up to this point that it is an unwinnable fight for them otherwise. And then Sasuke appears and stops the trump card from working. And you're just like, uh-oh, all the rules are different than I expected, and I do not know how they're going to get the fuck out of this. Uh, and it's it's a really great moment. And it it also, I think, does a good job of highlighting some of the things that are the best about Naruto Shippuden, about showing changes in power level, but also subverting expectations on some of those things. And I really love that. Also of note, Naruto, before Sasuke appears to stop the fox from coming out, Naruto himself was telling the fox not to come out. And that is a change too, because uh, Naruto, when the fox came out in his most recent fight against Orochimaru, that wasn't the hallway skirmish they had earlier in this episode's coverage, uh, he turned into the fox demon, which happens sometimes, and in doing so, unwittingly hurt Sakura, and he does not want to do that anymore. And so this is a change for him as a character, too. Up to this point, he's started to embrace the fox chakra, but it's also a bit of a devil's bargain. And now he's like, I really don't want your help anymore. I want to do this on my own. And then Sasuke comes along to be like, well, that's not really your choice now, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really interesting and cool moment. Uh, the show does a lot of those, um, and uh, i I think I, I think the 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 next thing that is going to really impress me about these episodes, though, um, is that there is uh, this great moment where you are completely convinced that just like okay, so we're about to see 
um, the the first loss of a main character or something like that. This it's going to be like this this big moment, um, but instead they give Orochimaru showing up to be like, uh, no, we're not doing that right now. Instead, we're going to do this other thing, and uh, it it completely like subverts your expectations of what was about to happen inside of the fight. Um, which yeah, I, it looks like Sasuke is about to use some sort of super nuke jutsu to kill all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's the re- yeah the reason he doesn't kill them is also really interesting, which is as a reminder, Itachi killed all of Sasuke's family, and then when he left Sasuke as the only one alive, he was like, "You need to hate me enough to challenge me in the future, uh, and you're not going to be able to do it because you're a pushover." And bye. And Sasuke has a chip on his shoulder because of that. That's led to all of his decisions in the series. And, uh, and Orochimaru is basically like, if you, the thing is they just fought some Akatsuki members and now those Akatsuki members are dead and they're not. And the Akatsuki is a villainous organization that Itachi is part of. So in order to get to him, we're probably going to have to go through a fair number of them. And if you leave them alive, they might kill more of them like they just did making it ever so slightly more likely that you'll get your revenge fight against Itachi than you might if you kill them here now. So I think you should leave them alive. And Sasuke's like, whatever, I don't care. Let's just go. Mm-hmm. Because he is a petulant teenager and then they leave. Yeah, he really is just like such a sassy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really, really is. <laughs> um, and that- oh, also the, the, the Fox spirit was like, don't kill Naruto or you'll regret it. So he's kind of getting it from both ends. The yeah. heroes are telling him not to kill him specifically the demonic Fox locked inside one of our heroes, which I was like, either that's a good read on this character because I also agree. Sasuke isn't as evil as he'd like to seem. And he would probably feel real sad if he killed the person that he not that long ago called his best friend. Uh, but also the fox would probably be killed if Naruto was killed. I'm not quite sure on the rules, but it's it's potentially bad news bears for him. So this might have been the fox, you know, seeing through Sasuke's facade. And it might have just been a conveniently correct self-preservation tactic. But either way, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And that plus Orochimaru's uh, reasoning is, is a pretty compelling reason for this to not just end with our heroes being killed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that takes us into the the rest of these episodes, uh, or this episode specifically. Um, again, we're in episode fifty three at this point, um, and uh, and basically this is just a a a a letdown for the rest of what had happened in in the uh, sequences beforehand. Uh, we're gonna yeah, it's the denouement to what we've just been through. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go back and be like, oh, uh, I I've forgotten what had happened to you before. Uh, let's let's talk about this a little bit, and let's talk about how Danzo is the worst. Um, in case you had forgotten, um, and Sai is just like, oh man. I, I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been really shaken by this, but he's also going to do a sneaky trick, which is that he meets with Donzo and Donzo is like, "Ma, you didn't kill the guy I wanted you to kill. You never fail missions and I'm grouchy about it. And Sai is like, well, take that grouchiness and let me stay on the team that caused me to fail my first mission ever a little while longer. And Donzo is like, compelling point. <laughs> 
So that happens. Yeah. It's, it's a little more complicated than that. Sai is being sneaky and is saying that he wants to stay on that team to further observe them and to allow him to be more subversive of the established order of Kanoha. This, uh, as it seems from the way that Sai is talking and the other shit he does in this episode, seems to be a lie and that he really just wants to stay on the team because he feels like he wants to become friends with them. Uh, but Donzo is not sure if it's a lie or not and is really suspicious, but is not suspicious enough to call Sai on his bluff and is like, yeah, fine, do that. That's it's fine. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Sonata gets a, a report of what happened um, and she finds out that Donzo is being treacherous um, and she's just like, you son of a bitch. And then uh, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> And then Kakashi is just like, oh, God. Uh, oh, God. Me, too. I'm mad, too. Um, and uh, that's really <laughs> that's, <not true. laughs> that's really the end of our coverage. <laughs> yeah, they there's this whole thing at the end, which is the reason this episode is called Title, which is that Sai is an artist. He he paints a lot of pictures, but he is a sort of emotionless uh, person who does not understand human uh connection and emotion because he's had it beaten out of him so that he can be an effective black ops agent. The fact that he was with Naruto and his team has, has shaken him from this standing. And so he starts painting a new picture and uh, it's based off of an earlier confrontation that he had with Naruto about the word comrade. And then at the end of the episode, he is called away to join Naruto, Sakura and Yamato for a potential new mission in doing so, you see a, a sort of slow pan shot of all these pieces of art that he's made, all of which have a blank title card beneath them. And then it pans over to the window where he is joining his teammates and the scroll that has the word comrade on it is po- poised in such a way as to look like the title of an art piece. And then they do a freeze frame so that it looks even more like an art piece. And it's actually a really lovely moment to sort of solidify the emotional arc that this character has been on uh, in this, uh, in this arc. And uh, I thought it worked really well. Um, So I quite liked it. Yeah. And then now, and then this song, you are my friend starts playing super loud in the background. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's the catchiest worst intro to our Naruto. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, we're going to leave Naruto. When we come back to Naruto, there's going to be a weird thing. So if you're watching along with us, Gird your loins, because next time when we return to Naruto, we are going to watch uh, not the next episode. Oh, yeah, we are. So we're going from episode 53 title into episodes 54 and 55 and then skipping all the way to episode 72 and 73. And that is because we are making our way to the very first filler arc of Naruto. Mm-hmm. It is a long one, as you can hear. It's about 20 episodes long. If you want to watch it, you better start watching. It's a bit of a slog, but it has some interesting stuff that we may or may not address. But I uh, in in no way going to be expecting either of us to watch all of the filler arcs uh, episodes. There's some cool shit in there, but it's not. Uh, it's not canon, so we're going to be skipping. It. Yeah, if if uh, I, I'm going to challenge myself uh, to 
to give like a one minute recap of it um, in just the most <laughs> ridiculous way that I can come up with. Um, and yeah, I think we should both talk about it because I remember some of the arc and some of it is sort of like canon reimagined. So it's not not important, but it is not worth watching. Yeah, um, it is. Also, the technically the last episode we're watching next time, 73, is a filler episode, but I'm keeping it in because it just seems less complicated that way since the episode in front of it and behind it are both not filler we're just gonna leave it cool uh so stick with us after these credits and we'll talk about what's coming up next time blake and spencer get jumped is made by forever summer productions and presented as part of the geekly grind podcast network sound editing is done by rashad english he's our level 13 sound wizard 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash getjumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind Podcast Network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 59 through 64. Hey, have you ever wondered what would happen if a Stretch Armstrong turned into a horrible, stabby monster person? Well, first and foremost, Uh-oh. you could watch Yu Yu Hakusho. But also, Yu Yu Hakusho feels like they're just ripping off Carnage from Spider-Man. I'm just throwing it out there, guys, that I, I feel like they're basically like the same villain. Yeah, Woody Harrelson on all.